Mm-hmm. Venus is known for those luxuries, those beauties, those juiciness, the juicy passion. <laughs> Say juicy again. <laughs> juicy. Juicy, juicy, baby. And so I think it just is so perfect for Libra. It's also known, mango specifically is known as the luscious superfood. Ooh. Yes. I mean, you can almost like, I hate to say this word, but fleshy. (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of fleshy. It's like a fleshy superfood. You can feel it when you peel it. It's like, it's coming out, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Again, with the superfoods. Welcome to Coco Astrology, the Chocoholics Guide to the Universe. I'm Jen. And I'm Kara. In this podcast, two soul sisters hailing from planet Earth were brought together by the forces of the universe. We're here to take you on an otherworldly adventure, delving into the mystical cosmos and unlocking the secrets of the Zodiac. But hold on to your astral hats. That's just the tip of the galactic iceberg because we're doing it all while indulging in the ancient food of the gods, cacao. So buckle up, fellow Earthlings. Grab your favorite bar. Because we're about to take you on a journey that will leave you craving chocolate and astrology like never before. Welcome to Coco Astrology. Yo, 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 party people! Zodiac folk! How perfect, because Libra season is the party season. It is. We are the most social. We, I'm using we as if I'm a Libra, but we are the most social side of the Zodiac. So let's get, get partying. I feel like we've been partying all summer though, Jen. I know we have been, but we can continue to party. I mean, today is my daughter's birthday. It is the Woo-hoo. first day of fall. Yes. And it is Libra season and Libra, they know how to party. They do. This is just such a nice way to kick off fall, Jen. I agree. I agree. And happy birthday to your beautiful daughter. Your yes, cus- happy birthday. Your cussed daughter. Yes, happy birthday, Lou. When this episode airs, it will be a few days past your birthday. But until then, I'm going to be thinking about you and celebrating you all day today. Aw. And it's what a perfect way to kick off the season with fall. And this air sign, it is our first air sign we've talked about on the podcast um, so get ready to be lost in thought. And uh, <laughs> it's the seventh zodiac sign. And it's a cardinal sign. So I believe you, the cancer is a cardinal sign too, right, Jen? That is correct. So it's the start of a season. Yes. And so a lot of people, I think you mentioned this last episode, Jen, but some people start thinking of winter. We just started fall. So We've got a long ways to go. We got three signs to get through before we get to the next cardinal season. Exactly. So just hold your horses. You still have lots of time to party before the darkness comes. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll get to Scorpio before that. So you never True. Know. True. You never know. In the meantime, Ooh. though, let's 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 talk about Libra, which is a masculine sign. Represented by the scales. So it is the only constellation of Zodiac to be named after an inanimate object rather than a character or an animal. Mm. That is interesting. Do you know why that is? Well, it's mainly because, I mean, several reasons. But the main reason why is because it was always really centered around this balance of day and night, which is what's happening mm. with the equinox, right? And so it what it has been represented by a goddess or a woman who's carrying the scales. So mm-hmm. there have been different 
mythology around that like who is this woman that's carrying the scales and where did she come from and what's her what's her purpose is she Mysterious. here to yes is she here to guard you know what the fairness the lady of justice that she's been called in the past mm. that's super interesting and wasn't she portrayed in the virgo season as well Yes, so there definitely has been some overlap in history between the Virgo season and the Libra season. So yeah, that yeah. So this so the so this Astria, I mean, definitely could have been related to Libra as well. Okay, so she's just getting her way around. She's yeah, she's a little slut, isn't she? <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about fairness, I don't know how fair it is to take two zodiac signs, but okay. She decided right? not to show her face. She's too beautiful. <laughs> Remind me of the dates of Libra. I know we start on September 23rd, but when does it end? So yeah, it goes from September 23rd to October 22nd. Although if you do follow Vedic astrology, it is from October 16th to November 14th. So Hmm. You know, if you do, it's a little ways away. But in the meantime, you know, let's let's just go with the traditional Western Zodiac, September 23rd to October 22nd. Okay, so Halloween falls in Scorpio. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get spooky later in the season, but I love Libras. I feel like this connection to Libras. um, I mean, as you know, I have a moon sign in Libra. And so I finally get to get inside my mind here while we're talking about the traits and think, does this relate to me? And it, I mean, I can tell you that it feels right. It feels justice oriented and balanced. Yes. Do you feel that the other thing about moon signs besides it, you know, really being your representing your mind, right. But it also represents your emotions, which mm. is all connected to your mind. So I'm just kind of curious, like, how do you feel like that's the case too? I really do. I think, you know, the Leo is my soul. Like I do feel connected to so many of the Leo traits. Um, I'll keep singing. It's going to be me, but, (laughs) but the Virgo rising too. So that one's the one that I I battle with a little, like, what does this mean? Like, I, I think I have grown into more of that Virgo side, but the moon sign, like my emotions feel balanced and serene and in a good place when everybody is getting along when you know I feel like people are being included I mean definitely centered on on people and interpersonal relationships more than things but there are you know concepts and you know discussion points and things like that that I sometimes feel that both sides need to be heard if there is you know, some sort of disagreement or just discussion that seems heated. I, I kind of like, I, I kind of withdraw a little bit. If I feel like a conflict is about to happen, I, I'm, I don't feel comfortable. I feel emotionally off balance. If that makes sense. I, I really, it, it really bothers me. <laughs> it totally makes sense. I mean, that is such a Libra. I mean, speaking of, let's talk a little bit about, about the Libra traits. I mean, oh, yes. they are definitely so social and charming. We talked a little bit about this last time. They're beautiful. They're known for being beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, those bitches. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Love them. Love you. <laughs> and super well-balanced, obviously justice-centered, makes sense. Um, they're also known as being very persuasive. And of course, outgoing, which makes sense with being social, creative, and fair. And they actually really like 
things that are orderly, which I can see maybe there's some confusion with that and the Virgo mm-hmm. side of you, right? Astria think- wants both things. <laughs> totally. Yes. And like you said, they want to make peace and they, but they're also super fun to party with because they are so outgoing. They are so idealistic. So they really do. And they're super generous. They really do want to give a lot, but that it can also lead to the, you know, self-indulgence for themselves as well mm, as for the yes. people. <laughs> I'm definitely hearing some similarities between Leos and Libras and, I don't know. Is that, are you seeing that too? It it kind of like, sounds like they have a lot of the same traits, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's when I feel most balanced when my Leo and my Libra are in sync. Yeah. You know, they are very, um, they value a lot of the same things. So that's what actually a little preview to next week makes them so compatible together. And Mm. it's kind of cool that you have your sun side and Leo and your moon sign in Libra, because that's such a great pairing. So you must have a lot of like great balance internally inside of you. And when I was looking at my birth chart, Jen, I realized that my moon is in the second house. So my moon sign in Libra, which represents one's assets, resources and livelihoods. So I kind of found that interesting. I think my rising is in my first house, which is my Virgo. And I think you have that too. I do. Yes. In fact, because we both have our rising sign in Virgo, basically it just means that all the other signs fall in the same houses because it starts with that first house is your rising sign. So I too have my second house. Libra's in my second house. Oh, cool. And yeah, isn't that cool? And so all of our signs are in the same houses. Now, of course, we have different planets and, you know, obviously your son is in Leo and mine is in Cancer or Gemini, depending on the the day yeah (laughs) and my mood (laughs) so we're doing different things inside the house you're saying but the house is set up similarly it's just we're having different kinds of parties or different me time or things going on inside the house exactly different guests in different rooms yeah different guests (laughs) but yes the second house is related to your personal finances and material possessions and so it makes sense that you know, both of us probably look at that and want that balance there, right? Mm. We want balance in our finances. We want balance in our possessions. Does that mean we're good at balancing our finances or just that we desire that? I think that we desire that. I mean, and also just in general that we want that security. We want that fairness, you know, in general Mm -hmm. for us and for others, I think. And it's interesting because my partner also has a moon in Libra, so I can as we're talking, I hear some of the similarities too, and the way that she internalizes her emotions, I would say. So it's interesting. That makes Um, sense completely. Now, what about the challenging traits? Do you find yourself any with any of those traits, which are basically kind of being a little bit indecisive, self-indulgent, like I mentioned earlier, um, that kind of not wanting to be confrontational. You mentioned like not wanting to like, kind of like mm-hmm. back up yeah. a little bit when, se- when there's no agreement. So you kind of tend to not confront somebody. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if I'm like given the choice to do something, I think about what the other person, I mean, part of it's codependency, but <laughs> I think about what the other person like really wants. Like, are they just doing that to, to please me and make me happy? Like by giving me the choice or do they really want something else and they'll be unhappy in the experience, which then reflects on my own ego. And you know, mm-hmm. it's like this cycle of 
you know, it's, it is self-indulgent. It's also selfless. It's like both. It's like, I mean, I feel we all have that in us. Let's be honest. Everybody has that in us. Um, Freud said we all do. So, um, but we really, (laughs) we really like, I battle that often and it could be just a small choice, you know, it could just be where to go for dinner. And I think like, does the other person want to go somewhere you know, more a different place, like even though they said I could choose. And so I'm trying to think I try to think about like what everybody would like sometimes. Yes, that's exactly what I found in my research. And I hadn't thought about that before how the reason why Libras can be so indecisive is because they're wanting to be fair for everybody. So they're taking their time to kind of evaluate Mm -hmm. their being observant they're considering and contemplating before they make those decisions because they kind of want it to be more fair which I never really thought about I I, I, it makes sense like knowing it yeah now but I I just didn't think about it at the time and the other thing I think was interesting is just that they they do tend to be very observant because Mm. they are wanting fairness and my daughter is probably one of the most observant people that I know yeah tell me more like what in what types of ways I mean, in every way, she just notices every little thing. She hears every conversation. I think it's what makes her so good at Mm. dance as well because she's so good at observing the teacher and she's really good at then being able to, you know, do those moves, you know, in return to the teaching because she can see it and she's observing it and she's really sinking in. That's amazing. I, that's such a skill to have, you know, to be a good observer and, actually like execute like in the same I mean I I know she's creative too and she's done her own choreography so I'm get like it's nice to have both of those things be able to take direction well in a way because she's um, can see it and observe it and then also be able to look within herself for that so that's exactly it probably allows her to be able to choreograph better because she already has all those moves like that she's observed and like they've soaked into her brain. You know what I mean? And then yeah. it's easier for her to then put them together in different ways. So I, that makes sense to me. Hmm. I wonder too, with the indecisiveness, does that come across sometimes? Cause I don't think if someone's indecisive, it's not, it's not the worst trait. Like it's not that bad to be, to not know, like what's so wrong with that. But if it's indecisive, someone might see it as picky Or just like overly critical, even if they're just not able to make that decision or like asking questions. And I don't know if you've noticed that at all. I definitely have noticed just that constant, like seeking outside perspectives. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's necessary. I don't always think it's necessarily just because she wants to be fair. It's just sometimes like get all the different opinions before making you know, the, the right opinion, maybe because she just wants it to be super balanced, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also noticed that there's a little vanity there, which totally makes sense because Libras really appreciate beauty. And so it can create a little bit of, you know, uh, mm. you know, uh, maybe self-criticalness when it comes to that area. Um, okay. This is a good place to talk about my ex now. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I want to hear more. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. He was a Libra. I'm not going to go into detail or anything like that, but um, he definitely had a lot of, I mean, really a sampling of all these traits within him, I'd say. Uh, And we really did have 
good compatibility in, in so many ways. I mean, we really loved to be social. We were just both the social butterflies, like love to go out. Um, definitely that charm and that friendliness and all those things. Um, but there was a tendency towards the vanity. And I think part of that was like, he was an actor. And I think some of it was like, yeah. really that ob- observation that we just talked about, like wanting to, I mean, maybe even on the verge of method acting, like, you know, when somebody really wants to embody a character. And so they might be looking in the mirror a lot, or they might be like really trying to get the dialect. Um, yeah. And to study themselves. And so part of that was just like the work, the craft. But I feel like it was definitely taken to a point where sometimes I was like, hmm, all right, can it not be about you? Because, you know, the Leo over here needs to be seen. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But really, it was it was a good thing, mostly. And I won't get into more detail, but I definitely saw what you just explained. um, I love it it probably helps explain a little bit more like why that, why he was like that. Right. I think one of the awesome things about learning these different traits is that you really get more insight on why somebody does what they do. It's really fascinating. It really is. And, you know, we do the disclaimer every episode basically, but (laughs) we know that this is, this is an opinion y'all. This is like for our perspective, right? We are seeking outside perspectives from our research and we are, expressing it to you so. totally <laughs> we're trying to be fair too to all the signs I would I say. say your Libra's coming out Cara <laughs> I do I want to spend equal enthusiasm spread the equal love and enthusiasm for all the signs I may not understand everyone and uh but I'm really like starting to I fall in love with each one a little bit as we digress so <laughs> I agree. Me too. I think it makes it great because again, we've said this, I think in every episode that we all have these traits inside of ourselves. It's just that certain traits are stronger because of the way the planetary, you know, alignments are happening when we're born mm-hmm. and also throughout our life. So yep. um, it's not just, you know, it's not hard and fast. It's not just because we're born and that's, we're stuck that way. No. Maybe I mean, we were born this way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, but we are born this way and things are changing and moving all the time. It's true. Speaking of moving, Venus just came out of retrograde, which is just perfect timing, really, because Venus rules this sign. So Venus is really still around, right? Yes, I think it is so cool that it just came out of retrograde. And it's so perfect with the evolution of what is going to be the full moon today when this episode airs there's going to be a full moon so with venus coming out of retrograde libra season starting and then the full moon i mean this is just such a beautiful full moon where you can really feel like things are balanced in harmony and you can really like like indulge in all the beauty indulge in all those things that that venus rules i think it's just a great time for all that Oh, and I know that it's in Aries, which is a fire sign. So I think that really gives that extra um, power, bravery, those moments to if you're feeling like something's unfair, maybe it's time to make a stand, you know, <laughs> maybe it's exactly like come out of that shell or even just go to a party and and talk to lots of people. And I, I keep going back to parties. I don't know who goes to parties anymore, but... <laughs> 
be an online party, you know? I'm a party in my house, in my soul. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but yeah, <laughs> any kind of party, really. Uh, yeah, but- maybe it's time to host a party. I mean. Oh, my gosh. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, we're about to have one, which we'll reveal at the end of the episode of <laughs> what That's kind right. of party we're having. Speaking of parties, Libras, we mentioned this last time, would make a great wedding planner because they are really good at meticulous details. And they love beauty, right? Which is why they're so good at, you know, hosting a party, for example. So, and they also really would make great um, fashion home art designers, right? Because of their love of beauty. They love to travel. So they'd be great travel agents. And because they also love money and, um, you know, the beauty of the money brings to their life, they would make <laughs> great finance managers and sales because salespeople, because they are so persuasive. Hmm, that is... I can see that. I, I'm actually channeling all these movies where the women are just, well, it's not just women, but usually the money's just falling on them. In the back. Yeah. Kind of like, it kind of reminds me of the Beyonce meme that we made on our, oh, on, yeah. on our uh, Instagram. Yeah. That was straight from one of her videos where money's like falling on her in the pool. <laughs> I love that one. So we all channel our inner Libra and uh, JLo too. She played a wedding planner, but she's really a Leo. So, you know, she, it wasn't, it wasn't a stretch for her to play that. I, I don't think. But. I think it's perfect. I wonder if she has any Libra in her birth chart. We got to look that up. We got to start looking at these celebrities. Like, I know. Their entire have- birth chart. Yeah. JLo, Michael Jackson, Rick Springfield. We've got some celebrities to look up. Uh- <laughs> For real. Beyonce, of course. Uh, hers might be published. We'll have to look into that one. But um, so what about the mythology and constellation, Jen? Like with the scales, how is it represented? What's the story behind it? Yeah, you know, the, the main story is that the Libra scales were associated with balance because of the seasons of equal time of day and night. You know, the ancient ancestors totally understood that that was you know around the world there's this equality of light and dark Mm. and so it makes a lot of sense that then they equated that to what was happening in the sky at the time the other thing is that the romans viewed the constellation as the scales of justice being held by the constellation of virgo which makes sense right because Mm, it mm -hmm. does sit right between scorpio and virgo and this concept of blind justice a lot of times you see this um you know this goddess with the with the blindfold on and it Mm -hmm. goes back to the time when roman times when libra was invented so the blind justice part is you know related to um the constellation as well okay yeah because i i did notice even though it's represented by the inanimate scales that there's a woman holding the scales and she is blindfolded. So that it's, it's a pretty interesting image. I mean, you could really get into a discussion there about what it means. Um, yeah, like a sexual discussion. Is that where you're going with that car? <laughs> I wasn't, but I mean, we haven't. I guess you know where my yet. mind is. <laughs> is she wearing a gray blindfold? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Bringing it back. Bringing it back. Um, Let's keep this party going with our chocolate, our first Libra chocolate bar. Yeah, what's a party without chocolate anyways, right? Right. And what's so fantastic about this chocolate party today is that our party between you and I, Jen, keeps continuing with our birthdays because (laughs) you just sent me my birthday present. I did. 
it. We both have the same bar now. Yay! We both have the Manoa mango bar. I'm so excited to try this. I have not tried this one before. And I mean, I have it ready to go and I've been smelling it this whole episode. It smells so good. (laughs) Okay, let's just first share that Manoa makes amazing bars. And we talked about Manoa early on in the podcast, but they're from Hawaii and they have amazing bean to bar chocolate that with fruit inclusions a lot of times, whether it's using the powder, a lot of times they make like a fruit powder, which is just tastes so natural, Jen. It's like amazing. It's like you're eating the fruit itself, which I bet we will feel this way when we taste this bar. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have such amazing chocolate. It's so tropical. You feel like you're there in Hawaii and surrounded by these beautiful cacao trees. So I'm ready. I'm ready too. And I just also want to mention that anything where there's a lot of fruit, where it's super juicy flavors, <laughs> we've <laughs> talked about how I love a good fruit. It really does make sense um, to pair that with anything that's ruled by Venus because mm-hmm. Venus is known for those luxuries, those beauties, those juiciness, the juicy passion. <laughs> Say juicy again. <laughs> juicy. Juicy, juicy, baby. And so I think it just is so perfect for Libra. It's also known, mango specifically is known as the luscious superfood. Yes. I mean, you can almost like, I hate to say this word, but fleshy. (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of fleshy. It's like like a fleshy superfood. You can feel it when you peel it. It's like, it's coming out, you know? We can't help it. We can't. We can't. Another thing that's really awesome about mangoes is they really add a good balance to things that are spicy. You Mm. often, when you go places like Hawaii or Mexico, you often see it paired with something spicy. It makes a great salsa with things that are spicy. And so Mm -hmm. anything that creates good balance is obviously good for Libra. Yeah. And it's a low sugar fruit. So what I like about it is, you know, it's not going to be a very fruity salt. It's not going to take away the sweetness won't um, override the spiciness of the salsa, right? Or whatever you're, you're tasting. The mango is, it's kind of um, a little musky. Usually it has like that, a little bit of tartness and tangy quality, right? So it's got all of these different kind of flavors just within mango. And I love that it's low sugar too. And um, yeah, I was thinking of, you know, it ain't cheap folks. So that's why Libras love it too. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) And speaking of balance too, Jen, when I was looking at the body parts ruled by Libra, I noted that it was the kidneys and the lower back, which really are kind of in charge of your adrenals, right? And the adrenals, like when you're, you suffer from adrenal fatigue or you have an imbalance in your hormones, Mm -hmm. um, mangoes can actually really help because it has potassium. It has B5, which is like a vitamin that actually helps with adrenal balance and hormonal balance. And so I, I thought that was pretty fascinating that you picked, you sent me a mango bar just in time for Libra. So we could, we could taste it together the first episode and, you know, it's good for our health. Another plug for chocolate for breakfast, everybody. 
I was just going to say, what a yeah. perfect chocolate for breakfast. Because it also, mangoes are also known for having a lot of fiber. In fact, I put mangoes in my smoothie every morning. So now I'm feeling good about my, even better about my smoothie. Not that I was feeling bad about it before, but I feel like we keep discovering all these awesome things that I keep putting in my smoothie. So... Yeah, and I'm I'm just curious after we taste this bar, Jen, if passion fruit's gonna take a back seat to the mango mm. this season to you. Well, <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it, but I can't wait to try this bar. I'm like really looking forward to it. So I've somehow, even though I got this for you a month ago and I got myself one too, I have not broken into this bar yet. So oh here my we go. gosh, I'm so excited. And so I don't think we mentioned too, it's a dark chocolate. So I like that as well, because usually when you see chocolates with fruit of any sort on the market, they, they tend to be a milk chocolate or a little bit lighter, like just generally, but having it be a dark chocolate with mango, you wouldn't think that it would, would balance, but I think we're going to find that it's very harmonious. Mm. It is so harmonious. <laughs> oh, you're there. You're there already. Tell me, I'm tell there. Me about it. I took a bite as soon as you were talking. <laughs> oh mm. my gosh. The fruit is so good. It's like, it is such a good balance. Speaking of balance, it's like the perfect word. The fruit balance with the chocolate is so good. Mm. It's mm-hmm. only fair that we say balance many times. <laughs> It is only fair. (laughs) And what I, yeah, I mean, you just said it, it, the mangoes don't overpower the chocolate, but you definitely get that, that, um, roasted kind Mm of, um, earthy chocolatey note. I mean, definitely that chocolatey note that's kind of fudge, fudgy. Yeah. With this like subtle sweetness of the mango. You can definitely tell it's it's fresh. It doesn't taste like a lot of makers will use. Um, sometimes people will use freeze-dried uh, powder. Sometimes mm. they'll use, like, actual pieces of the fruit. I'm not a big fan of those. I support them. I appreciate them because they can look beautiful when they have, like, big pieces of fruit in the bar or, like, dried cherries. But I'm... I'm a lot more into when it's a subtle, when it's throughout the bar. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is so good. The mango is, what I really like about it is it's kind of got that tart flavor that I love without it being too tart, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like creates more of a smoothness to the chocolate taste. Um, and there's almost mm. like a little bit of a banana. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it because at the end there's this almost, but not not the typical bananas you find in the, in the store here, but more of that green banana from Hawaii that's a little more tart, green apple mm-hmm. kind of taste. Yes, exactly. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the end, when, when it finishes in your mouth, you're kind of left with, you're just really satisfied. I feel like I just had a fruit bowl with some chocolate (laughs) it's just pretty pretty magical yeah I think why I like it so much is that I really do taste the fruit at the end Mm -hmm. I think it comes through at the end it's like saying now to be fair I need to come through at the end with the bang you know Mm -hmm. 
It's like we started with that chocolatey note. That's what you first get kind of more of the, um, this is a dark chocolate bar. Um, this is roasted, almost a little bit of nuttiness and yes, fu- there is fudge. a little nuttiness. I totally mm-hmm. agree. Uh huh. It does kind of remind me of having like, you know, when you go to Hawaii and you have an acai bowl mm-hmm. and it has all the yumminess of the fruits and the nuttiness together. It kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of Manoa's bars are inspired by their surroundings, which a lot of chocolate makers do. But I find that they have a very solid collection that really, well, it's great I said solid because Manoa actually means solid. Yes. <laughs> but they have a great collection of, of bars that really, you know, with fruit, nuts, coconut, just all the things that are local. And it just makes a difference because it does feel more harmonious when you get the ingredients from the region, um, not just the chocolate, right? But you're getting all the things. And so they're very compatible and it's a great mouthfeel. It is a really good mouthfeel. It's a very nice smooth chocolate and it kind of stays on your tongue for a while. So it's like, you can kind of savor it longer, which I really love. Mm, I just put another piece in my mouth. Sorry about that. (laughs) It's okay. Yeah. On their website, they actually talk about how they, it's really important to them to take care of the land Mm -hmm. and also to take care of the farmers and to be inspired by the Hawaiian island of Oahu. Oh, I love that. I mean, they, they really do. When Maui had the fires, they actually made a bar for that island too. And, you know, raised raised money to support people who lost their homes and businesses and things. So it's just, I feel like they really support each other in Hawaii in general. That's amazing. Another little cool thing that I found today when I was just doing a quick research before recording today is on the main page of their website, they have what they're calling new breakfast bar bites. Ooh. Oh, is it like the breakfast bar that they make with the cacao nuts? Yeah. (gasps) That's what it looks like. Dark chocolate infused with Hawaii-grown Kona coffee and coated with crunchy cacao nibs. Okay, that's one of the best bars I ever had, by the way. But I I don't think I knew that they had the smaller ones. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to be getting these when I go to Hawaii, which is not going to be too long from now. I'm going to have plenty of chocolate to eat for breakfast. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And just a quick plug for that Onomiya lime in the coconut bar because I indulged in that one. I was... uh, getting nostalgic about Leo season being over. And I, <laughs> I enjoyed that bar too, Jen, because you sent me that. It was so, so kind of you. It so delicious. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. Although you definitely didn't need an excuse to, yeah. uh, to just indulge on the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just got to have it all in one. <laughs> but for, for colors, just some fun things about Libra. We found um, Libra colors are pink and blue Um, which really help open the heart and softens one's presence. So um, I'm not a big fan of pink. Some people can pull it off. Doesn't mean I won't wear it or I don't support it. Um, It's just not my color. So I don't know. Do moon and Libras? That's different, right? I would align with my sun signs colors, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I love pink. Totally. So I do think, though, you would would probably – be more attracted to your sun sign colors though. Okay. That's interesting. 
Yeah. And don't forget gemstones, though. It's usually your rising sign. So for those mm, of you right. who are a rising Libra, you're the ones that are going to be interested in getting the gemstone for that, which is the opal. Ooh, I like opal. Opals are kind of that milky white color, right? Yeah, they're like kind of multicolor. They're really pretty. They're very luminous, um, which I think you would love. Well, anyone who really likes the moon, which, I, you know, I think I'm really attracted to the moon, maybe being a Cancer. I really love the opal because it kind of reminds me of looking at the moon. Yeah, and, and also that balance of uh, light and dark, right? So kind of mm, you're very nice that way. Yeah, yes. in harmony and just that reflection, um, the new moon and the full moon, I would say. Love it. And there's a lot of pink and blue in an opal, too, when you, like, kind of move it around in the light. So I'm fine with a little, a little <laughs> splash of pink. Barbie would approve of this message. So let's get into trivia. I've got a good one for you, and I cannot wait to ask you. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. I, I need to get it right. Well, I did well in the last one, so I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah, I think you're going to do great. I have, I have a sinking suspicion you're going to do – you're going to get this one. Okay, that's good. Okay. So at one point in time, the scales of the Libra constellation were once considered A, <laughs> part of the Virgo constellation, B, the claws of Scorpio's constellation, Ooh. C, day and night being equal, right? Or mm -hmm. D, as something to weigh your soul with on judgment day after you die when you travel up to the sky oh wow these are some great options i want to be fair to all of them um <laughs> <laughs> well we talked about day and night being equal but that can't just be the obvious answer um i'm gonna go with d weighing your soul on judgment day I love it. Yes, that's true, but they are all true. It's actually all of the above. Oh, all of the above. I love also the claw, imagining the claw of Scorpio. Yes. So I was so trying so hard not to share the story earlier when you're asking me about the constellation, but it was actually in the sky as a part of the Virgo constellation, right? Because the moon was holding these, these um, scales, right? But at one point in time, it was also the claws of the Scorpio constellation. Mm. And so they finally realized, like, hey, Libra's its own thing, right? Yeah. It's this balance of day and night. And so Stop that's... fighting over me. Yeah. Just make me my own star. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, and, and then there is, of course, in, um, in some mythology that it's all about weighing your soul on Judgment Day when you're going up to mm -hmm. the sky after you die. So, um, you know, depending on how you, what you see those scales are for, you can see it for that, too. How can you decide as a Libra? I guess if you have the scales, you can, you can decide maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just seems difficult, but <laughs> okay. I've got a different one for you. That was really fun. Um, mine is about dating and the ideal match for Libra. So sneak peek before we get into compatibility next Ooh, week. I like this. I like this. So imagine a Libra is trying to find their perfect dating match on Tinder do they swipe left or do they swipe right at the following? So I'm going to give you kind of like what someone would say. Okay. And so you are the Libra to swipe left is no, thank you. And right is yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. 
I am assertive. I like to confront and address issues immediately. Mm, I mean, obviously that's not very Libra-esque, but they might want that in their partner because they don't have that. You only have a few seconds to swipe. I'm going to say yes. No, you swipe left. (laughs) You were trying to be fair to both answers. I was, I was. But you had good logic um, because they don't want to address the issue they might retreat or like feel uncomfortable mm, right that makes sense they wouldn't want to address that immediately I should have yeah yeah my favorite pose in yoga is the tree pose mm, I'm gonna say right for yes yes it is because it's all about balance that pose so yes. good job perfect um I like to let my date decide where to go on Friday night Yes, because they're indecisive. That's so interesting because I was thinking no, because which I think it can be. I think it can be both because right. If they're indecisive, they may want might want you to decide. Yeah, exactly. But I like your logic too. Um, I can wolf down a pint of ice cream so fast, my roommate knows I might bust into their stash if I need my dairy fix. I would say no, because exactly. would feel like that's unfair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had yours. Like, let's yeah, totally. Maybe I'll offer you some to have fun, but. <laughs> uh, and then my idea of a good time is karaoke. Mm, I would, I, 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 <laughs> I would say yes. Yes. Good job. Um, I've got a few more of those. My idea of a good time is if you want to answer those quickly, um, yes or no. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Imagine you're staring now at some profiles. You're actually reading some. Maybe you're on OkCupid this time. Uh, The profile says, my idea of a good time is, so you're deciding if you agree or not as a Libra. Okay. So they say, my idea of a good time is dancing. Absolutely. Yep. Treating you to a spa day. Yep. Yes. It's all about like luxury, right? Exactly. Um, I don't I don't know. You tell me. That's what it's mm, I think that would be bad because they would need somebody who's decisive. Exactly. Good job. Um, a couple more. A getaway cruise. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Good job. Staying at home and eating chocolate. Maybe your chocolate bar too uh no no good job (laughs) and last but not least family get-togethers during the holidays yeah I would say yes I think it's both because yes they like to be social but if there's a lot of conflict in the family they might not want to be there (laughs) yes that's a good point yeah yeah Mm -hmm. good job though that was really hard I don't know why (laughs) so hard it is hard because it's because are you looking for somebody who's like got the balance of what you don't have, right? Which a exactly. would look for, or or they just can't deal with it, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's just very telling of what a that's like what goes through their mind of just trying to decide if the answers would, you know, just trying to see all perspectives, really. Exactly. I feel like I've just put myself in the shoes of a Libra. Now I understand so much more. Perfect. 
<laughs> so fun. <laughs> so as we wrap up this episode, I feel like I learned a lot and also I'm questioning a lot, which is good for a Libra. But what, mm-hmm. what do we have to look forward to? Well, you know, we already mentioned the full moon that's happening today. And so just I hope you guys enjoy the beauty of that moon today. And just know we've got some exciting things happening this month during mm. Libra season. We've got an eclipse of the sun and of the moon. So we'll be talking about that. We've got some really cool transits happening in the planets. So I don't want to get into them today, but we've got I really just want you to focus on the awesomeness of the full moon and the beauty of it today. As we are in Libra season, right? And then we'll talk more about that in future weeks. Absorb all the beauty. I love that. And we gave a little clue that Jen and I are going on an adventure together. And so we wanted to reveal that we are going to the Northwest Chocolate Festival in Seattle. It's taking place in a couple of weeks. So it'll be in the middle of Libra season. And we hope to bring you all back some chocolate, some tips from makers and just give you the scoop on what's going on in the chocolate world in terms of Libra too. We just want to invite you into the party that we're going to be going to the big chocolate party. (laughs) It's going to be so fun, Jen. I can't wait. We're going to talk about our podcast. We will record together. It's going to be fabulous. It's going to be great. And we're going to share it all with you and hopefully share some some brief snippets from different makers that we're going to get to meet and some amazing chocolate. We'll sacrifice our taste buds for you all. Aw, that's so fair and balanced <laughs> of you, Jen. Or is it? <laughs> it might not be so fair. I don't know. Well, you can still get your self-indulgence on when you're there. So <laughs> Exactly. That's In very the- Libra, right? Exactly. In the meantime, go pick up your favorite bar that reminds you of Libra season. Go sit outside, enjoy the start of fall, and have a beautiful week, everybody. Yeah, have a beautiful week. We'll see you next week when we're talking about compatibility and celebrities. Until then. I'm just going to sit here because I can't make a choice whether to stay or go. So, Jen, (laughs) you're going to have to say bye. Au revoir. Enjoy. See you later. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.